It's time for Love Talk with your hosts, Kathy and Carrie. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the love ladies, and thank you, Gavin. He is our amazing producer and keeps us straight here every Saturday here on Love Talk. We're thrilled to have you with us on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership each Saturday right here with you. And, of course, in studio, I have my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock. Hi, Kath. Hi, Coach Carrie. I want to say congratulations on that big state championship win to you, Miss Coach, and your <laughs> amazing Mackenzie and her basketball team. What a win. Friends, it is great to be with you this Saturday morning. You know, Coach Carrie, I have both a coffee and a cup of water in front of me. And friends, I do that just for you because actually, <laughs> you know, when you're on radio, you're not supposed to have coffee because it's horrible for your voice. And I want my coffee in the morning, but just for you, I force myself to drink water as well so I don't get croaky. (laughs) Well, I just have a coffee in front of me this morning, um, probably at the break. You have a gorgeous voice on radio, so (laughs) you you know, you don't struggle with that. Well, and also, today is March the 5th, and it is Miss Evelyn Davison, our first lady of love. It is her 90th first birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Evelyn. Happy birthday, Miss Evelyn. We love you so much. So excited. And you know, we've been, everyone's been sending in their birthday cards into the station. We're collecting those and putting those in a little um, happy birthday love box that we're going to go and pass to her. And I just want to say thank you, friends, for all of the beautiful cards that you've been sending in. If anyone has not gotten their card in and you just, you're like, oh, I haven't gotten to that. I really want to as long as you live in Austin you know generally the the post office is pretty good about getting those delivered if you get that if you pop that in the mail today it'll probably show up Monday or Tuesday and we can go ahead and hand that across to her and that's it you can mail it to the KTXW the bridge uh, station at 314 East Highland Mall Boulevard Austin Texas 78752 and if you're in your car driving and you can't, can't write that down, when you get a chance, just uh, go on whatever search engine you use, Safari, Google, Firefox, whatever, and uh, look up KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, and that address will pull right up for you. And if writing a card is just outside of your box of things to do, go to our Facebook page at Love Talk Network Radio and just give her, just write a few words wishing her a happy birthday and we'll make sure that she sees those. But happy birthday, Miss Evelyn. Friends, thank you so much for joining us in the celebration. Absolutely. We love Miss Evelyn, our first lady of love, who uh, she began this radio program, Love Talk, 37 years ago. And um, uh, Kathy and I are just humbled each week to do our best to maintain the legacy that she has put in front of us. And so we're so grateful. And happy birthday, Miss Evelyn. All right. Well, Kathy, thank you for acknowledging um, the state championship. That was last Saturday, friends. After this program aired, we uh, headed to Dallas for the state championship for the Texas Christian Athletic Fellowship. That is the league that we play in. And um, my sweet little team from Grace Academy won the state championship last Saturday afternoon. Um, And what a way for my daughter, who you guys know um, is a senior. What a way for her to end her high school career. Kathy, it was just uh, so incredibly fun. Um, uh, that hug from her after the game was the best. <laughs> and my- uh, I loved all of the pictures that you posted <laughs> on Facebook. I just, oh, I'm just, what, what, yeah, what great memories. I mean, that's just something to look back on and to celebrate and to really be a uh, what do they say? A cherry on the top right? of a really great senior year. Yeah, so fun, so fun. So super, super proud of of my whole team. And it was just a great, 
great time. What's interesting is that the very next day, um, a memory popped up on my phone from seven years ago is when we won the conference championship at Southwestern. <laughs> and so they were back to back. Um, and also our guest in studio today is one of my best good friends and, um, her birthday was the same day. So all of the fun <laughs> things in my life, uh, revolve around the, the end of February and the beginning of March for sure. Well, Kathy, we are also acknowledging that we have begun this season of Lent. Lent is a 40-day season of prayer, um, fasting. This It's basically the 40 days leading up to um, Holy Thursday before Good Friday and then the Lord's Resurrection on Easter Sunday. And a lot mm-hmm. of times during Lent, you know, people might give up something, Kathy, or make a commitment to doing something different than they normally do during the year. Um just to really focus on seeking the Lord's face during these 40 days leading up to to Easter. And so definitely want to acknowledge that we are now in our season of Lent. Well, and you know, it's this whole principle of sacrifice and abiding in relationship with the Lord, abiding in his will, pursuing his will, walking in his ways. And I think, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, the church in America has really lost this understanding of of sacrifice. I mean, for so many, there's just been, you know, church upon church leader who has really uh, just taught this from the pulpit that if you're a Christian, um, just everything goes well with you and mm-hmm. that the Christian life is about prosperity and uh, and just the easy life, the good life. And I think, you know, absolutely God wants to bless us. Absolutely. We get joy in the midst of of really difficult experiences. And, and he's with us as we walk through. Uh, he says the valley of the shadow of death. He is with us that we have to fear nothing. Well, we, we do forget that at that God calls us to, um, walk according to his will no matter what. And, you know, Christ said, if you love me, the world's going to hate you and you are going to suffer and there is going to be challenge. And I, I think that Lent kind of really helps recenter us and remind us of this. Like friends, there is, there is, a, there is something where we need to really focus on what are we willing to give up to draw close to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that relationship with God, that is the fundamental foundation of our lives. And we need to make sure that if there is something getting in the way of that, that mm-hmm. there is something that is removing our focus from that, we need to get back to focusing on that relationship. So, so Coach Carrie, are, are you committing to doing anything? Are you giving something up? Or how are you stepping into the season of Lent? Yeah, such a, a great question. You know, for me, I, now, Kathy, you've written a whole book on prayer, okay? I mean, My Voice, His Heart uh, is Kathy's new book, Friends, and it is absolutely, absolutely amazing. But, Kathy, I can't say that I am as good at praying as you are. And so I have committed to every single morning as soon as I wake up spending time with the Lord over these next 40 days. And for That's me, awesome. it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 30 minutes. I haven't set a specific time. Now, I do have to tell you what I did this morning. Um, I got up this morning and I, I fed the dog and then I had prepared to mop the floor this morning. Um, my kids wow. are out of, my kids are out of town. And so I've been an overachiever <laughs> this week. And, um, anyway, and so I did, as I was mopping the floor, I didn't have any music on. I didn't have the radio on. I typically listen to the news in the morning and I just spent that time with the Lord while I was mopping. <laughs> so friends, you can, you can mop the floor and talk to Jesus at the same time. And it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so I just want to commit to starting my day with the Lord for the next 40 days. And I, you know, it only takes 60 days to start a habit. And so, you know, hopefully I'll continue that after this 40 days. But first thing in the morning really gets us going. So that's that's my commitment. I love that. You know, there's actually a, a monk that Brother Lawrence, who who wrote a book, and it was all about that, like spending time and focusing on God while you are doing the things that you have to do, washing dishes, praising the Lord, making your bed, praising the Lord. And so I think there's absolutely that's um, 
that that's awesome that you do that. Yes. Yeah. Mopping the floor and spending time <laughs> with God are not mutually exclusive. Who right? knew? Who knew? I know. Uh, well, I so tell funny. you, so from my book, I have, I wrote this whole chapter on, on listening. And, um, and, and one of the things that I focus on is we so badly want to hear God's voice. You know, we want to do God's will. We have a desire to be in relationship with him, but sometimes we, are replaying and replaying all these things in our own head that are are not God's words to us. There there may be um, deceptions and misdirections mm-hmm. and lies mm-hmm. from the enemy, lies that the world tells us, and yet we keep finding those same words replaying in our head. And so um, one of the things that I do in the chapter on listening is trying to help us identify those things that we are uh, listening to instead of God's voice that really aren't God's voice, that Mm -hmm. are just keeping us from hearing God's voice. And so for Lent, I'm like, okay, Lord, I just, I want to give up my own words and I just want to seek your words. Mm -hmm. I want your words to to be the words that replay in my head. I want your thoughts to be the thoughts that run through my mind. I want your will to be uh, just the will and the desire of my heart that really moves my steps forward. And um, so that's kind of what I'm focusing on across the next 40 days. Oh, I love that. Listening. Yeah, I, I could definitely benefit from that, I'm sure. Well, Kathy, you know, last week on our program, we talked with Pastor Wes Wilkinson. He's the senior pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville, and he spent a summer in the Ukraine, and he shed just some amazing light on the Ukrainian people, and, and we still want to be in prayer for uh, the nation of Ukraine as they um, have been invaded by Russia and just all of the turmoil that's going on there. But he was a, also a college minister to hundreds of students in College Station. And what a great segue into our program this week because I have my good friend here, Anna Castillo. She is um, the Associate Director of Intramural and Recreational Activities at Southwestern University. And so I'm going to introduce Anna. She's been at Southwestern since August of 1999. And again, she's the Associate Director of Intramural and Recreational activities where she oversees the intramural and sports club programs as well as a staff of students that work in those programs. She was also an assistant coach for the Southwestern softball team from 2009 to 2014. Her proudest moment of coaching came when the team won the conference title in 2010 after the program only being in its second year of existence. Anna is also the advisor and coach for Fellowship of Christian Athletes chapter there on campus and an advisor for Kappa Delta Chi, which is a multicultural sorority on campus. Now, Anna wrote her bio, and um, I knew she would leave this out. This past year, she was actually recognized um, in um, in all of Central Texas as the FCA Coach of the Year. And wow. she was honored at a wonderful banquet um, just this past fall, and I was so pleased to be there and see her receive that award. Before Southwestern, Anna obtained her bachelor's and master's degree in English from University of North Texas, and that is where her love for recreational sports began. There is so much to this woman that I need you to get to know today. Welcome to our program, good friend Anna. Good morning. Welcome. And welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it is so great to have you in studio with us today, Anna. Now, uh, listening friends, I got to take you back a little bit before we get to questioning Anna. Um, and all the wonderful things that she's doing with mentoring on a college campus through Fellowship of Christian Athletes. But Anna and I, we met back in 2002 when I first took the job at Southwestern University. And we were just two Christians that bumped into each other in the hallway. Um, and her office was just down the the hall from mine. And on a college campus, sometimes you really have to search out other Christians. And Anna and I found each other. Well, the Lord brought us together pretty quickly. And we were fast friends. Um, and, you know, her job is so, her hours and her job are so different than mine. I would have like this super early morning practices and Anna would be at Southwestern until, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night with intramurals. And so there were mornings that Anna came to my house um, 
when I needed to leave and she would be there when Mackenzie would wake up in the mornings. And so Anna has just been such a huge part of my life. And when we return to Love Talk Friends, we will talk with Anna Castillo. She is obviously just a, a loves Jesus. She's a wonderful mentor to college students on campus at Southwestern University. And she has um, just a way of dealing with and, and mentoring young people that is absolutely amazing. And she shines Jesus brighter than anyone I know. We'll get more from Ana Castillo after these messages from our sponsors. Well, right hello, after friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. I am Kim Kashkiri Brinkater, and you found the love ladies. I'm in studio with my good friend, Kathy Indebrock, and another good friend of mine who I've actually known longer than Kathy, um, Ana Castillo. She's my good friend from Southwestern University, where she is currently the Associate Director of Intramural and Rec recreational activities. Anna, I can't tell you how great it is to see your face. <laughs> um, and I mean, Anna and I, now we have to like plan when we're going to see each other. We don't just get to see each other in the hallway every day. I miss that couch. I know. Anna would come in and just hang out on the couch and we would solve all the problems of the world on that black couch in my office. <laughs> um, all right, Anna. Um, our friends, our listening friends are so excited to get to know you. Would you share with us how you came to know that Jesus loves you? Sure. Um, I think, honestly, it was through my mom. Um, She got saved later in life. She was in her 20s. And so her love, you know, when you have that first love for Jesus, Mm -hmm. that it's just everything you can do to just swallow every piece of him Mm -hmm. and like a sponge. And I got to see that growing up. And so at four Mm -hmm. years old, I remember it's like, I want Jesus in my heart like my mom I see how happy she is Mm. I see how much she loves Jesus and I want Jesus in my heart and I remember thinking about that and going and and falling asleep and having a dream and I could Carrie literally see him almost like sitting in my backyard because we had this huge tree and he was bigger than the tree and see him sitting like almost on a throne and there were kids everywhere like crawling on 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 him and and sliding down and stuff like that and then there were some kids on the bottom that were crying and acting up and all that kind of stuff and so my mom was standing next to me in this dream and I said mom you know why are these kids acting like that like there's Jesus there and she said it's because they don't have Jesus in his heart in their heart Mm. and so waking up in that dream I told my mom the next morning and we were just like talking about who Jesus is and how much he loved me so I remember going into her bedroom and without her knowing and I remember this big green bedspread that was on there and I sat in the middle in the middle of her king-size bed and I just said Jesus I want you in my heart because you love me and Mm. it would just began this journey of seeing how much the Lord throughout my life has loved me cared for me I had to rededicate my life at 13 because it was like teenage years you go through Mm -hmm. a lot but just knowing how much the Lord has cared for me and even now seeing how much the Lord loves me um, as a single woman and mm-hmm. knowing how much that he cares for me, even in my singleness, has just been amazing. Mm. Wow. I I did not know that story. That is so incredible. You know, even as a little child, your mom showed you how much Jesus loves you. And um, what a vivid dream. You know, the Bible tells us to have faith like a little child, right? And um Boy, don't you wish that at times we could just go back to that kind of faith, you know, yeah. just, oh, that is amazing. Now, okay, Anna, you've been at Southwestern since 1999. Yep. Wow. 23 years. Yep. That's a long time. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess it was around, I, I guess, 2011 or 2012 or something. Um, you said, hey, Carrie, I need some help with FCA. Our, our former um, FCA director had stepped down and and had pursued new things, and so, uh, or advisor, I should say, you said, hey, Carrie, and I was like, for you, Anna, okay, I will do this, Um, and so I came along beside you at that point in time, and to, to be the advisor for FCA, and in 2015, when I left Southwestern, I said, okay, Anna, you got to do this, girl, and uh, Kathy, she did not, she was like, no, Carrie, no, I'm not taking, I can't, I don't think you said I can't, but you said, I don't know if I'm equipped. Yeah. And I said, Anna, you're going to be fine. Stop it. Yeah. Well, if you know, Kathy, if you know Carrie, she is 
bubbles. She is just like, and so she yes. greeted every kid when they walked in. She gave them a hug. She was excited to see them. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. No, you can't hand this off. <laughs> you can do that, and you have done that. So you've been uh, now over FCA at Southwestern now seven years on a and what what is FCA and what does FCA look like um, on the campus at Southwestern? Okay, so in a nutshell, FCA is an interdenominational Christian sports ministry uh, to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. Okay, that's what it is in a nutshell. Okay, um, what it looks like on FC on Southwestern's campus is we have what FCA calls huddle uh, because it's mostly centered around. Athletic, athletic lingo, mm-hmm. um, using coaches. Uh, but the thing at Southwestern is we always tell our Southwestern community, it's uh, created by athletes and, and it's centered around athletes, but it's not only for athletes. We mm-hmm. want anyone on Southwestern's campus who is seeking community and Christian community to come to FCA. Mm-hmm. And so we have huddle. We meet on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. And um, it has been one of the most amazing times. And then when you handed it off, one of the things that we got was the football team at Southwestern. Mm -hmm. And their head coach, uh, Joe Austin, decided he wanted to have a chapel service before pregame at home. And so we have also adopted that as well and having chapel services for our football team uh, before their home games. And it's been amazing. So going through that and and bringing God's word and bringing in speakers uh, to really share the gospel and walk with students through uh, their Christian life while on campus and showing them how Jesus loves them has been absolutely amazing. Mm. Wow. You know, I, I I love that. One of the things that I'm I, like, I want to hear some of the amazing success stories, like, you know, something that you've seen with, with kiddos that you're like, oh my gosh, they were so far from the Lord. And I've just seen, you know, across the four years that, that they've they've been a part of this group, what God's done in their life. But before we get to the success stories, I like to get to the nitty gritty and find out what are some of the challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a college campus, even though it, it's Methodist, I know that a lot of Christian um, college campuses maybe they're not as as um, open to the sharing of God's word as as we'd like. And and students these days who have been through the public system K through twelve. Um, you know, kind of a very atheist-based system, there's got to be a ton of challenges. What, like, what are the challenges of really having a successful FCA group on a college campus? One of the reasons I got involved with the FCA was because I had heard a stat while I was in youth ministry at Calvary Chapel, Georgetown, and it was one out of every two students will lose their faith or, lose, you know, walk away from their faith um, when they reach a college campus. And that one out of two. That's mind-blowing. And it was staggering to me. So when FCA came about and to help, my heart was just called to it and, and serving. And the challenge is trying to navigate what they've learned through their childhood, what their, their faith walk has been like then, and how to navigate that on a campus that isn't very friendly sometimes when it comes to their faith. you know. And so trying to have – we are one of – three ministries on Southwestern's campus. We have Tuesday night worship. Tuesday night worship. Which is a worship service on Tuesday nights in our chapel. Run Um, by college students who play instruments and sing and praise Jesus amazingly well. Holy cow. It is, man, if if you need to lift a hand to the Lord, go to Mm -hmm. Tuesday night worship. It is awesome. Okay, so Tuesday night worship, FCA. FCA, and then Young Life is is, is Mm -hmm. also who we have. Um, but it's been difficult. And interestingly enough, when I first started with FCA, we we were small. We mm-hmm. were, you know, 9, 10, 12, 20. Then Brad Colley would come speak. So then mm-hmm. we'd hit 30. And we were like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I love Brad Colley. I know. He's amazing. And he's doing a series for us right now on relationships. And it's been absolutely mind-blowing. And we've had four people receive Christ oh, after, those, praise the um, Lord. after those talks. But um, it was one of those things where we have to decide – how are we going to present Christ to these students? How are we going to walk alongside them so that they feel supported, they feel in community on Southwestern's campus being a Christian? Pre-pandemic, it's been a little slow. Then the pandemic hit, and we had to go to Zoom. 
that was interesting because I was like, we're going to lose everyone. I'm going to have just my leadership on the Zoom, even though we can't be in community and fellowship because, you know, we're people. We want to connect. And so I was curious as to how that was going to work. It was the only thing that our campus was allowing us to do is meet via Zoom. And we had 50 people on the first Zoom. I was like, wow, that is It's wild. more than had ever walked through the door unless we were serving barbecue. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And they were meeting on Zoom. We were meeting on Zoom. Wow. And it was a blessing. We saw um, a building. We developed our new leadership through that Zoom. And it was great. And then we're like, okay. Now we get to meet. I, we were pushing. I was like, what, we, what do we got to do? We have to transition. We have to meet. And they're like, the only place that you can meet is outside in person. Okay. So we asked the athletic director who used to do FCA and Glenn Schwab. And we're like, Glenn, can we meet at the soccer field? Because there's a stadium seating there. And he's like, absolutely. Go ahead. Nine o'clock at night. Who else is out there? And so <laughs> we decided to meet. And Carrie and Kathy, that first meeting, I just, I got there early. We started at nine. I got there at eight and I started praying. I was walking and praying through every seat just because I didn't know what was going to happen. It was our first time meeting. This was this fall. This fall. This fall. So 21 August, end of August of 2021. Yes, it was this fall. And I just started praying. And then it was like 8.50, my leadership showed up. And then I started to see, it was like being in heaven. You just see people, because it was on a hill, you see people coming down the hill and they kept coming and they kept coming. And I kept praying and praising because I was like, Jesus, just let them come sit at your feet. I want them to hear your word. And it's just been absolutely, we've been uh, averaging 40 to 50 ever since. And I was like, wow, that's just crazy because we've never had that before. There were times where it was just leadership in that meeting and to average 40 to 50 and they are just hungry for the word. Anna, you know, Anna asked me to speak in uh, September, early September is the second, maybe second or third meeting of, of FCA this school year. And she's right. I, I got chills. I was standing there and I just kept seeing the kids come. They just kept coming. And, you know, Anna, I think one of the stories that really impacted me that night was there was a young man there that was a, is a senior at Southwestern. And he's never been involved with FCA before. Um, and after um, that, at, that night, he came up and he asked you for a Bible. Mm-hmm. And I know he's still coming because I saw him in a picture a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and this is, a, this is a student who's been at the same school for this is now his fourth year. And all of a sudden... He wants to come and seek the Lord. What do you think has changed for some of these kids, Anna? Like, why why so many more? I mean, that's almost double mm-hmm. what you've had in years past. Um, and so, what what's changed? What's the shift? I think it's the isolation. I think being because even on campus, when we were allowed to come back to campus, they were completely isolated. They could only go to class. You know, they couldn't hang out in each other's residence halls or anything like that. So I think the isolation of self-reflection. Yeah, you were allowed to go to your residence hall and go to class and go pick up your lunch and come back. You weren't allowed to do uh, intramurals. I was allowed to have, I think, tennis and ping pong because they were separated. And I could only have two people at a time. So the pandemic has been really difficult. Um on our students. Wow. And so I think all of that reflection, all of that, um, where's my life and trying to figure out that purpose, um, has really caused people to see community. They hunger for it. They want to be, we icebreakers. Sometimes you get people that are really shy. They don't want to, they all do the icebreakers because they just want to be in community so badly. (laughs) An icebreaker is like the very first thing that we do, or I say we, it's not me anymore. It's on it that you do. Whenever the kids get there, it's just kind of a game, a fun game of some sort um, where they get to all interact. And sometimes kids want to sit out, but not anymore. Everybody does it. Yep. It was just it's been amazing to watch them interact with each other, uplift each other, encourage each other and walk along beside each other as Christians and wanting to follow Christ wanting to pray for one another. It's been amazing to see my leadership. There's a leadership uh, team of four, and I love them so much. They're amazing, and they just go out, and they're like, how can I pray for you this week? They even mm. they even text me, like, how can I pray for you this week? And I'm like, okay. Wow. Uh, and it's just wow. watching God move on campus because he's needed, and he's real, and he's what's going to keep us going through whatever we get through. Mm. 
You know, I love that you mentioned prayer, and we just had the National Collegiate Day of Prayer this past uh, February 24th. I did, mm-hmm. did y'all do anything special for that? Or, I mean, have you guys experienced anything, you know, after that Collegiate Day of Prayer? Um, I think we did do um, Meet at the Pole. I think I can't remember the exact title it's called, yeah. where you meet at the flag pole. Mm-hmm. Um, we had about yeah. eight or ten that didn't. It's the first time we had done it in a while. Um, but mm-hmm. it was just that need to want to be uh, talking with the Lord and communicating with the Lord and praying to him, praying over one another. That has mm-hmm. really um, allowed for our students to feel the need to seek that out and to want to yeah. pray with each other and over each other because God is just moving so much. And that's how they like, okay, how, how, how do I get connected? And that, that's your connection is just talk to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I love that. I love that you say that senior came and asked for a Bible. I, you know, Bibles are always something where, you know, we've had, you know, gosh, not just three or four. I mean, I, my mom loves Bibles and I have just come to love Bibles and just, I love especially old Bibles where the binding is just cracked and it's been <laughs> opened so many times. And it's mm-hmm. that, you know, the older ones I have, none of them are like written in. Like I have, you know, very old, old Bibles that I've gotten from some um, estate sales and, and um, special old bookstores and such. But I, I just love looking at them. I can't imagine a person being in college being a young adult and not having that bible there that they that they can turn to so i love that fca does that i i know the gideons for a while were trying to pass out bibles on the southwestern campus do they still do that not that i'm aware of um i haven't heard anything about that but i know that i once heard that if you don't have a worn out bible you're not doing it right (laughs) (laughs) well the gideons um They've tried to get on campus, but these Bibles are specific FCA Bibles. Anna, tell us about these Bibles. So FCA uh, sponsors a Bible, and we've been very fortunate that Williamson County is just like, how many do you need? And I Mm -hmm. think they bought, like, when we had, we have a welcome barbecue for anyone. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a part of FCA. Um, It's just a welcome barbecue um, that Ms. Cheryl and Crestview always help us with. And we usually have about 150 people come. So they brought four boxes of Bibles, and anybody that wanted one can pick one up. And that's sponsored (sighs) completely through FCA, um, FCA's Williamson County. And it was just amazing because kids were just taking them left and right. And these Bibles are amazing because they have Bible studies in them. Mm -hmm. They have, you know, different prayers, different things that you can, it's not just a Bible. It literally walks you through and has questions for you to walk through your, your walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. They're really great. And for athletes to be able to sit down and, and read some scripture that, you know, really speaks to them is so important. And again, at on, on, on campus at Southwestern, I'd say out of the 50 that come, I mean, how many are college athletes? Maybe 30, 30 mm-hmm. out of the 50. Right. And so you're getting other folks coming that were previously athletes, you know, right. in high school or whatever, or their friend, their roommate is an athlete, whatever. And so it's not um, just athletes right. there at FCA, but people who love the Lord and are seeking the Lord. Now, Anna, I know that there have been times when you have led people to the Lord in your office, in your office. (laughs) Um, Tell us about a fabulous human that came to you in need and that you were able to point them to Christ. Tell us a good story. Well, I have a story, and you've heard it because you heard it at the SCA luncheon, but I have an update. You haven't heard the update. Okay. So um, I went and did a small group Bible study with the girls that were playing softball. I had been wanting to do that for a while and I wasn't able to. And so we ended up having a Bible study and I was talking to the ladies. Are you 100% sure that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? 100%. And I had their eyes bowed and or your heads bowed, eyes closed. And I was like, raise your hand. Not a single one raised their hand. And I was like, 100%. I said, because I can tell you that I know with 100% surety that if the Lord were to come back, I'd be with him 100%. -hmm. So we talked through that, um, and I'd let them know that if they needed to talk more about it or had questions, they could. Well, one of the young ladies who was a pitcher for us, we were talking, and she worked for me in the CIRA office, which is Interim Recreational Activities. She was at work, and she came into my office, and she said, they used to call me Coach C. Coach C, Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk more about that Bible study. She's like, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not even 50% sure that I would go to heaven if I um, 
if I were to die? And I said, okay, let's talk to this. And we talked more about that assurance. And I said, you know, it could really be as simple as you praying this prayer of accepting Christ and knowing, you know, that you are going to be in heaven with him because that's what he says. And so we bowed our heads and we prayed there in my office with everybody watching because I have an office that's a little bit like a fishbowl. And so we prayed and, you know, you lead people to the Lord and you don't know where it goes or where that happens and you, how they they continue with their walk. And I was like, I was just praying over her as she was walking out my office. And she's like, well, thanks for praying with me. And she walked out and she turned and she came back and she said, Coach C, see in heaven. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love that. And so I was like, Lord, you have just mm-hmm. given me a nugget of like she got it. She mm-hmm. got what she was doing. She believes she is yours. And I know that. Fast forward to my birthday, which was on the 1st, and I got a text from her 12 years later, and she was telling me how she was so glad that we got to meet and that I was under, she was under my wing and that we were um, together and walking through this journey. And she says, I am a better person and Christian because of what you did Mm. 12 years later. Mm. And I had not talked to this person from I'd seen her a couple of times, but I hadn't really met with her and talked about her faith and to Mm -hmm. see that she is still walking strong with the Lord and still has a faith that, you know, can move mountains. I'm so blessed by that because you never know what, you know, throwing out seeds can do. And so just to see that was just been absolutely amazing. Oh, my stars. I I can't tell you how many times, friends, Anna would walk down the hall and go, okay, I just prayed with so-and-so in my office. Okay, Carrie, so-and-so is really struggling. Let's pray together for for this student, for this this player. Um, And the work that you're doing there, Anna, is so vastly important. I get emotional when I start thinking about the lives that you've touched because you're right, you're throwing out seeds, you're planting um, a little garden, but you you very rarely get to see those seeds sprout and become beautiful, beautiful flowers, beautiful trees. And um, man, the work that you're doing there, it, it's not work to you. No. You just love it. <laughs> you just love it. And the Lord has so richly blessed your endeavors. And uh, so don't want you to grow weary, my friend. In fact, our our verse for today, which I'm sorry, friends, I have been remiss in giving to you. (laughs) Our verse, our key verse for today, Matthew 5, 16. And Anna, this is you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your light shines so bright that people come to you and say, Anna, what is different about you? And how do I have, how do I get that? You know, you're just so different than everybody here. How do I get that? And that's exactly what you're doing on the campus at Southwestern. So there's you a success story, Kathy. I love that. But, I mean, I just love the way that God gives us these not just turning points in our lives, but these stakes in the ground where mm-hmm. we can know that we know that we don't have to doubt, that we don't mm-hmm. have to worry, that we don't have to, you know, it just second guess ourselves that he says, look, you know, you will be with me. And I love what you said, that your office is kind of like a fishbowl. You know, she's, <laughs> she has to, you know, because she could have been like, hey, I don't really want to pray in front of everybody. People might see me. Can we go to a place where no one can see us saying this prayer together, you know, but yet she's like, yep, here I am. Everybody's watching. I'm going to do this. And, you know, Christ says, look, if you, if you declare my name before men, I'm going to recognize you. I'm going to declare your name before my father in heaven. But if you, uh, what does it say? If you reject me or if you, if you basically say that you don't know me in front of men, I'm I'm going to say, look, I, I don't know you to my father in heaven. So I love that she's just, incredible fishbowl saying this prayer and 12 years later she can still look back and say yeah that was my stake in the ground that mm-hmm. was my turning point that is so incredible um Anna I have so many questions that I want to ask you as well about what you're continuing to do to grow the Lord's kingdom you know outside of these meetings with huddles are you doing 
you know, Bible studies? How can students get plugged in if there's anyone in the Georgetown community who who wants to, to pray for your students? How can they know what to pray for? Do you have a website, Facebook page, all of that? And I also want to ask you this question that what your greatest hope is that keeps you going and loving others when those days become long, when those doors seem all closed, and when your strength seems insufficient for the task, how do you continue to pursue in God's love and that hope and joy that is ours in Jesus Christ? We're going to take a break and hear from our amazing sponsors that have kept Love Talk on the year on the on the air for 36 years. So many wonderful sponsors and a new sponsor. This year, friends, if you can figure out who that is, uh, come and text us on our Facebook page. If you can figure out who our new sponsor is, you're going to hear uh, their first ad uh, this weekend on today's program. So uh, Facebook, text us to see if or comment on Facebook if you can tell us who that new sponsor is. And we'll be right back with you. Stay with us. And welcome back, friends, to Loved Talk here at The Bridge, Austin, KTXW 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. You can find us on Facebook as well at Love Talk Network Radio. Just look forward to hearing from you, friends. You can also go to our archives for programs that you've missed on lovetalknetwork.com. Well, we are talking about mentoring on a college campus, and we have Anna Castillo with us. And, Anna, you've done amazing things. Um, you work for Southwestern University, but you're also the head of FCA on the college campus there at Southwestern. And I just, all of the stories that you've been sharing with us, what God has been doing in these students' lives, there's something that has kind of happened in Georgetown that is so unique, and specifically with the Southwestern students. Um, I, I attended Main Street Baptist Church for years and years and years before I moved away from the area. And I remember we were always reaching out to Southwestern students, inviting them to Bible studies and prayer groups, mentoring programs, everything. We could just never get traction there with those college students. And we just thought, Okay, you know, that's I, I, I don't we don't know how to reach them. We're going to go ahead and put our energies uh, towards demographics and groups that, that we can reach and that we can disciple. Um, we just could not ever get any fruit out of the FCA campus and yet or out of the southwestern campus. And then there's this church, Crestview, across the highway from us. So Main Street's right around the corner from southwestern. Crestview is across the highway from us. And they focused on the table, just feeding them. And they said, hey, Southwestern students, you don't have to sign up for a Bible study. You don't have to put your name down for a prayer request. You don't have to do anything. We're just going to feed you lunch. Mm -hmm. We're just going to feed you lunch. Come and have a really great lunch on Mondays. What has happened with that program? It has blown up beyond measure. Like I, I was just telling Carrie at the break that we don't even know who goes to lunch at the cafeteria on Mondays because <laughs> everybody's at, well, it's church lunch, but we call it chunch. That's what the Southwestern students named it. So mm-hmm. it's been amazing. Uh, Cheryl, Scott, and Brian have been amazing uh forerunners for this and she just had a vision for that if you ever get to talk to Ms. Cheryl Mm -hmm. about how Chunch started um, it was absolutely amazing and it started I remember because they would come to FCA and announce it and I think she had like seven they had seven the first day yeah seven Seven. and Mm -hmm. you know next week they had 14 yep and the (laughs) Lord had given her a number of 25 and she just kept going and now they average over 750 uh, for wow. every lunch. And those servants are amazing. You know, they get to know the students. It's not just, okay, feed your lunch and go. They really sit and talk with students and get to know them by name, pray for them. They get to know about their families, and students just come in droves because they are mm-hmm. so drawn to it. And it's absolutely amazing meals, too. So <laughs> we love it. And, yeah, I. Go, go ahead, ahead, Carrie. I, uh, they, I was going to say. <laughs> I have a friend who serves at that on mm-hmm. Mondays, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. goes there to, to make sure the the food's ready and everyone gets served. And she loves it. Like, it is the highlight of mm-hmm. her week, getting right. to go to Chunch and meeting with these college students and stuff. And she says, it is absolutely amazing to see these kids all coming together. Some who maybe have never stepped into a church before mm-hmm. are just so thrilled to be there. You know, loving on people really does wonders for your soul. Yes. And that's what they do, mm-hmm. is they just love on people. Yeah. On a much the same as you, you <laughs> just love people. 
um, all walks of life. You don't, it doesn't matter to you where you've been, where this person's been. Um, but what does matter to you is where they're going because you want them to be with you in eternity with the Father. And so you have poured into students, and um, you're, you're do, still doing Bible studies with students. Every year you find a group, <laughs> they find you, and you guys do Bible study together. Now you have a, a, a girl, a women's Bible study that you're doing um, that you started this past fall. Tell right. us about that. So we are doing Song of Solomon. I went to uh, Denton Bible Church when I was at North Texas, and they have this series, Tommy Nelson's their pastor, and have a series on Song of Solomon. And it was that series that was like, I wish I knew then what I know now. Mm -hmm. And so it's driven me to find a group where the Lord calls and just, and right now they're mostly volleyball girls, um, and Mm -hmm. just minister to them in relationships, godly relationships, how to do them well, how, what the Lord says about relationships and how we're supposed to have a, um, a heart for Christ when we are seeking that other person. Mm-hmm. And it's been absolutely amazing, you know, with COVID and everything, it kind of um, messed up our timeline a little bit, but it's been just so fruitful to see how these young ladies are just soaking up what the Lord has to tell them and just to to tell them, I see you, and I know who you are, beautiful young woman in Christ. So just follow what I have for you, and it'll be the most amazing gift. Mm. You know, and the way the Lord has allowed you to pour into people. Now, I don't know if you guys caught this at the very beginning, but Anna did say that she was single. Um, our male, <laughs> our male friends out there, um, I, I still don't understand why, why you're single, Anna. I mean, we've got this beautiful woman here who not only loves the Lord, but loves people. Um, so, you know, our, our single men out there, we've got a eligible Anna here. She just had a, a birthday. Anyways, I just love you, my friend. And the Lord has really equipped you, Anna, even though you're doing a series here with young Young women, what a better, I mean, you're the perfect person to do this series with these young women and talk about how to have healthy relationships and talk about how to seek the Lord first, mm-hmm. you know, when you're looking for that significant other. And so I'm just, I'm still so in awe of everything you do on this campus. Um, I can't list the number of awards that she's won um, because the the students just love her and the faculty loves her because she's so amazing. She's done her job so well. Um, and you work with students every day. Yeah. I mean, you get to work with them in fun things, mm-hmm. um, you know, with uh, intramurals and recreation. And some of the, the just getting to to do a game with a kid or, you know, it just lightens. And so you establish really deep relationships with people. And I know um, you go to weddings all the time for people. For this summer. Oh, hey. Oh, my gosh. So fun because of the way that you have ministered to people. But, Anna, I also know that with any job, there are times whenever you just feel drained. There's times whenever um, the doors just seem to be closing um, all the time, all around you, even though you're like, okay, Lord, I thought that door was open. Now you've really slammed that thing shut. Where where are you going to open the window? Um, and I know that there's times when your strength seems insufficient for the task at hand on a college campus. How, what is your greatest hope and what keeps you going and loving on others when the day gets long? It's truly just the Lord. Um, He sees me. He cares for me. Um, In the smallest of spaces, there have been times when I'm like, Lord, I need you to supernaturally just, you know, speak Mm -hmm. to my heart because I'm hurting right now. I need something to kind of get me through the day because I can't seem to step into tomorrow. And I'll get a a text message from a former student Mm -hmm. um, or a phone call from uh, someone in my my church group that says, hey, you want to go to lunch today? Mm -hmm. And it's just in the smallest things. I remember one time it was Valentine's Day. I was like, Lord, I really don't want to. You know, as a single person, that's difficult. I really Mm -hmm. don't want to face this day, you know, unloved. Can you just reach down and, and love me today? And so out of the blue, a friend of mine calls, and she's like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, it's Valentine's Day, and I'm single, and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, well, well, come have dinner with us. I said, it's 
you and your husband have plans like no she's like we're not doing anything we're just gonna have dinner and play games she said come on and I knew it even though it was her it was the Lord through her saying I Mm -hmm. see you and so God has cared for me he has loved me well and continues to do so by placing people like Carrie like my community and just my church family my family and my students and just says you are loved by me through them I can't tell y'all. I tell this story. Um, there was this time, Anna came in my office, and I was, um, it was a closed-door meeting. I asked <laughs> her to shut the door when she came in. And um, I was not being very godly. I I was upset about something, and I was venting. And what I call it is on a Bible slapped me. <laughs> and I felt that handprint across my face, um, even uh, figuratively, obviously, and gently. She said, Carrie, you need to refocus. You need to refocus. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. Lord, thank you for this amazing friend that you've sent me that feels comfortable enough with me <laughs> to tell me, Sister, you need to refocus. And I did immediately. Um, But I also felt comfortable enough with her to share those ugly thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? Because I knew that she would help me refocus. Friends, we all need an Anna in our lives. And we all need Jesus. And I tell you what, if you don't have Jesus today, you can call us on the love line. And we would be more than happy to walk you through how to... Have a relationship with Jesus. That's 512-644-7972. More importantly, friends, we'd love for you to find a church. We'd love for you to find a church that is preaching the gospel of the Lord, preaching from the Bible and delivering a message from the Lord. There are so many out there, so many great churches out there, and we pray that you can find one today. Um, Anna, how can our listening friends reach you? Well, um, Southwestern FCA is on Instagram, and we also have a YouTube channel where we have all of the messages that we record uh, for our students. We do that for our students so that they can go back in case they miss because they have a test or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can, and then I'm on Southwestern's website, so you can always reach me through there. Awesome. So that's uh, Southwestern FCA on Instagram, um, and then you can find Ana Castillo uh, very easily on the Southwestern website. Friends, we love you so much. We pray that you will find a space to mentor as well. And if you don't know Jesus, oh, friends, we will pray for you. Call us again on the Love Line, 512-644-7972, or reach out to us on Facebook. You can always find us on our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. For my beautiful friend, Kathy Endebrock and Anna Castillo, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.